BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. It's not every day that you get a handful of the Bay Area's biggest mayors on board to support a single housing bill that's going to take away some of their power. This is a revolutionary bill. I mean, this would really change the way California cities look and feel. A new bill introduced this week is trying to force cities to build taller, denser housing near job and transit centers. The first time a bill like this was introduced, it failed. Today, what's going to be different? I'm Devin Kadayama. Welcome to The Bay. Senator Scott Weiner is introducing what I kind of think of as version two of SB 827. But to avoid confusion, let's call it SB 50, which is its new name. Dan Brecky is KQED's transportation editor. And SB 50 is a bill that you'll be hearing a lot about when the legislature is back in session next year. The bill would force cities to allow four to five story apartment and condo buildings to be built within half a mile of major transit hubs like BART and to be built in places that have a lot of jobs, but not a lot of housing. It seems to check a couple of the boxes that people who are progressive and environmentally minded sort of think of as positive, okay? So it's pro-transit, you know, finding uh, means to move lots of people without putting more cars on the road. That's, that's positive. And then building places for people to live close to that transit, that also is positive because it might prevent sprawl. So that's SB 50 that lawmakers will be talking about next year. But to understand SB 50, we have to go back to when State Senator Scott Weiner first introduced a similar bill, SB 827. Welcome to this morning's forum. I'm Michael Krasny. A new bill proposed by Senator Scott Weiner would override city... SB 827 was introduced back in January. And I feel like Right when that bill was first introduced, we started seeing, like, immediate pushback on it. Where is the affordable housing in this bill? That got a huge, visceral reaction. What were some of the things in SB 827 that, that people didn't like? Well, so what SB 827 did was it directed cities to approve certain projects near transit It is self-defeating to ban apartment buildings near public transit, and that's what this bill will remedy. So did SB 827 force cities to do certain things? Essentially, yes. Local control over housing is important, but it's not biblical. 
I'm a former local transit centers were defined two ways uh, within half a mile of a rail station and uh, within a quarter mile of a high frequency bus line. Originally, the bill talked about having uh, buildings up to 85 feet high on major thoroughfares mm-hmm. and buildings up to 55 feet high in, on side streets. Is that eight stories and five stories? Yeah, essentially. Okay. There was so much pushback against this idea to essentially have 10-story apartment or condo buildings that the final SB 827 bill reduced that to five stories. This change happened last April, one week before the bill was supposed to be heard in its first committee. Then came the Senate Committee on Transportation and Housing, where Senator Scott Weiner made his case. One particularly hyperbolic statement by a member of the Los Angeles City Council said that this bill would turn Los Angeles into Dubai. That, of course, is not true. We are talking about four- and five-story small apartment buildings. The kind that we used to What it got was a lot of uh, apologetic statements from Democratic lawmakers that, gee, we think this is a good idea. Gee, you're onto a real problem here. Affordability is a huge deal in uh, our housing crisis. I think he described the problem very clearly. There is a big problem. You know, there's no doubt about it. And there was one more specific critique, uh, which came from Senator Jim Bell of the South Bay. I cannot support Senator Weiner on his bill at this time. But and I, he I said, hey, listen, you're headed in a good direction with this bill, but you haven't reached out to enough of the affected communities. And what he's talking about was there are a lot of inner city communities that feel like they will be targeted for a complete overhaul if this kind of development is approved. And what will that mean? That will mean displacement. That will mean gentrification. We are building for the rich at the expense of the poor. are getting displaced. Many of us are low-income people. So the, the nightmare scenario is some developer comes in, knocks down a bunch of places where people are living, and then puts up some kind of four- or five-story luxury building. And then the people who used to live there are, are out of luck. You know, at the end of the day, what this bill was trying to do, uh, you know, assume control over a really important part of, of local zoning was just something that cities couldn't accept. Mr. Chair and members, Kira Ross on behalf of the cities of Burbank, Glendale, Pasadena, San Marcos, and the Marin County Council of Mayors and Council Members all in opposition. Good afternoon. Lewis Brown, Jr. on behalf of PolicyLink. We're a racial equity organization based in Oakland. We're opposed unless amended. My name is John Mirish, and I'm the vice mayor of Beverly Hills. But SB 827, not to mention SB 828 and other pending bills, are the wrong prescription for the housing crisis, kind of like trying to cure psoriasis with an appendectomy. So SB 827 never made it out of committee. It failed its first hearing with like, a, what was it, like a four to six no. vote? Bell, no. Canella? No. Canella, no. Allen? No. Allen, no. Dodd? No. Dodd, no. Gaines? We knew pretty quickly after the bill died that Scott Weiner was going to find a way to rewrite this bill and bring it back. And this week, he did. What did he say when you got him on the phone? Can you hear me okay? I can. Would you just give me your name and tell me what you do is, so I can get a sound level? Oh, sure. Uh, Senator Scott Weiner. Who's he partnering uh, with this time to change his message? Because obviously something had to change. What he did was... Probably the most important uh, group of allies that he signed up 
appear to be some big city mayors. Yeah, so they are um, uh, Mayor Breed is endorsing it in San Francisco. Libby uh, Schaff Mayor in Schaff. Oakland supports it. Uh, uh, Daryl Steinberg in Sacramento. Um, Mayor uh, Quinto of uh, El Cerrito. Mayor Eric Ballard, Garcetti uh, supports Mayor the Hill, idea, uh, supports the effort, um, sees it as a good first step. Yeah, and then we and have... And how about uh, Mary Aragine of uh, Berkeley? Oh, I, I'm... Just sure joking. Fine. Um, and then uh, Mayor... Um, I live in Berkeley, and... Berkeley likes to feel like it really is in charge of everything. Mm. It's, 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 <laughs> yes. a, it's, yeah. a, uh, it's a little you know, laboratory for progressive ideas, but also sort of balancing that against longtime residents who don't want things to change all that much. Right. So, you know, it's all about the local control. Why is it important that mayors of these major cities back this new bill? Well, I think, especially in the case of L.A., it's really important because there are huge parts of L.A. that would fall within these transit-oriented development zones that could be uprooted. Well, let's talk about how SB 50 is different. This is the bill that yes. Scott Weiner introduced Tuesday, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what about it is different than the first time around? So there are two things really different in this bill. One is it would allow denser development in areas with a high number of what they call high-quality jobs. Those are high-paying jobs. So one of the critiques of the bill from earlier this year was that uh, the geographic area covered by the bill was uh, disproportionately lower-income communities because uh, transit has frequently been put disproportionately in lower-income communities, and some wealthier communities have kept transit out. So they're really talking about spreading the development out from the core cities to affluent areas that may not have really dense transit. The other thing is that there's a, an extra process in here that gives cities that have what they call sensitive communities, low-income communities that are more vulnerable to displacement, to develop a community planning process that um, will get to the more dense development without pushing the current residents out. We need to be very clear that uh, as we add the significant amount of new housing we need, we want to add new housing, not replace existing uh, residents who are living there. We don't want it, this to be about demolishing apartment buildings, evicting people. That, that's not what we want. We want to keep people stable in their housing and then add new housing so that we can take some of the extreme pressure off of the cost of housing. Listen, we're going to have the state wade into the middle of a process that has long been sort of ceded to cities. Uh, cities get to zone all of their territory. They get to say what gets built where, who gets to have a business where. Now the state is going to say, you know what, we have more important interests in mind, and we're going to tell you that in certain areas you have to allow much denser development, regardless of what your local rules are. Dan Brecky is KQED's transportation editor. Dan says we should expect more pressure on building homes in cities from state lawmakers. There's a number of housing bills already in the queue to be taken up when the legislature comes back in January. Plus, California will be onboarding a new governor, Gavin Newsom, who says he wants to build more housing than any other governor in California's history. Follow what's happening at the state capitol, including all the major bills that will be coming out. 
Check out KQD's Political Breakdown podcast. Our politics team hustles hard to tell you about what's happening behind the scenes in Sacramento. You can find Political Breakdown wherever you find the Bay. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for the Bay. Talk to you Friday. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S.